<laughs> Hallelujah. Praise God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Sometimes it just takes time. To, you're going to do things right? Just take some time. An instant meal is all right sometimes, but not all the time. Amen. So we, we're not looking for an instant meal this morning. I just want him to come and obey God. If it is five minutes, that's fine with me. If it's five hours, that'll be fine too. I just want to obey God. How about you? Let's give him a good Bendel welcome to this pulpit. He's not a stranger. We love him. God bless him. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord, everybody. Woo! Good to be in the house of the Lord. Hallelujah. I feel sorry for the rest of the world. Amen. That can't, can't wake up to this on a good Sunday morning. Amen. And I wish every, every Pentecostal church in the world was as good as this church I'm standing in this morning. I don't know when I felt more of the Holy Ghost than what I felt right here this morning. Amen. God's still a healer. God's a deliverer. Hallelujah. He's a God that can make a way out of no way. Amen. 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 And I am excited about living for God and believing there's great things in store for the child of God. Did you come expecting something tonight? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Um, I come on purpose. Hallelujah. I come on purpose. And uh, I told Brother Moore, I had a need in my life. I sure feel like God's took care of it this morning. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Uh, I told Brother Moore, I said, I said, uh, it's me, it's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. And I said, I want to come and, and uh, let you and the great people of that church, I want you to pray for me. Because I believe in prayer. Prayer is not our last resort. Prayer should be the first thing that we turn to. Hallelujah. Amen. I depend on God and God has never failed me. I failed God many times. But God has never failed me, not one time, not one, amen, not one. And I do have something from the Lord today. Um, if you got your Bibles, Brother uh, Moore, I tell you, great churches come about by great leadership, and um, I appreciate what Brother and Sister Moore is doing right here at Bendale. You could search the world over and you couldn't find uh, another brother and sister more that God has put here. Hallelujah. Why don't you give your pastor and his wife a real good hand? Come on. For they watch for your soul. Hallelujah. And if you're a visitor today and you're looking for uh, a place to go to church, I'm telling you, you couldn't go to heaven from a better place than right here at Bendale. If you want to be saved, if you want to go to heaven, amen, you can't go to heaven from a better place than right here. Hallelujah. If you got your Bibles today, let's go to the book of First Kings.
Let's go to the 16th chapter. And I want to read a couple of verses right here. 16th chapter, uh, verse 30. When you found it, say amen. And Ahab, everybody say Ahab. Do you know of anybody that's named their kid Ahab? There's been a lot of kids named after biblical people. But I don't know of anybody that's named their son Ahab. Do you know why? He was a bad man. 30th verse, and Ahab, the son of Omri, did evil in the sight of the Lord above all that were before him. He was the baddest boy in town. Nobody was as bad as Ahab. Verse 32, and he reared up an altar for Baal, or the devil, in the house of Baal, which he built in Samaria. Verse 33, And Ahab made a grove, and Ahab did more to provoke the Lord God of Israel to anger than all the kings of Israel that were before him. He did more to make God mad than all the kings together before him. He didn't have a good name in town. Keep that in mind. Let's go to chapter 20, verse 21. Chapter 20 and verse 21. And the king of Israel, which was Ahab, went out and smote the horses and chariots and slew the Syrians with a great slaughter. And the prophet, or the preacher, came to the king of Israel and said unto him, Go strengthen thyself and mark and see what thou doest. For at the return of the year the king of Syria will come up against thee. And the servants of the king of Syria, which was Ben-Hadad, said unto him, Their gods are gods of the hills, therefore they were stronger than we. But let us fight against them in the plain, and surely we shall be stronger than they. And do this thing, take the kings away, every man out of his place, put captains in their rooms, number thee an army like the army that thou hast lost, horse for horse and chariot for chariot. We will fight against them in the plain, surely we shall be stronger than they. And he, Ben-Hadad, hearkened unto their voice and did so. And it came to pass at the return of the year that Ben-Hadad numbered the Syrians and went up to Aphek to fight against Israel. And the children of Israel were numbered, listen to this, and were all present and went against them. And the children of Israel pitched before them like two little flocks of kids. But the Syrians filled the country. Verse 28 and there came a man of God. Everybody said, there came a man of God. And spake unto the king of Israel, which was Ahab, and said, Thus saith the Lord, because the Syrians have said, The Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thine hand, and ye shall know that I am the Lord. 
Could I get the church to lift their hands and voice in prayer? Brother Moore, would you ask God's anointing today? Pray, church. Mighty God of heaven, as we come into this house today, God, we invite you, Lord, to come down. Lord, you walk the aisles, speak to the heart, the mind of every man, woman, boy, and girl. God, you do it in the precious and holy name of Jesus today. God, we'll give you the honor, the glory, God, that you're so deserving of. God, I thank you for it. I thank you for victory right now, God, in Jesus' name. And the church shouted, amen. Give the Lord a real good hand and clap of praise. Come on, if God's been good to you. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Before you're seated, turn to somebody and tell them he's still God in the valley. Hallelujah. He is still God in the valley. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Amen. Somewhere, somewhere, if you're living for God, somewhere if you are uh, on the face of this earth, uh, we go through mountaintop experiences. I'm talking about where it just looks like things couldn't get any better. Amen. And then there's going to be times that we're going to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And a lot of times when a person gets down in the valley, uh, the greatest ploy that the devil could have is to try to convince you, amen, that God is against you or that God is not going to help you. I'm telling you, God is a present help in the time of trouble. Amen. He is an on-time God. Amen. That does not, he does not reward us. Amen. According to our uh, ability of living for God. But he, re he rewards us because uh, he is a holy, loving, merciful, almighty God. Amen. That loves his children. Hallelujah. I want to preach to us a little bit this morning. Uh, amen. Somebody walk through the doors of this church today. Uh, in a hopeless, destitute, uh, amen, situation. But I'm telling you, uh, if this is the strongest church in doctrine, we're also the strongest in mercy. Hallelujah. And the hand of God is going to reach for you. And the hand of God is going to reveal to you that he is still a merciful God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Well, the devil don't like it. I said the devil don't like it, but God's still a God of mercy, and God's reaching for somebody in this house this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Oh, Ahab had built up a reputation, amen, of being the most wicked man that had ever lived on the face of the earth. Hallelujah. Amen. Of all the kings of Israel combined, amen, they had not provoked the Lord to anger, amen, like Ahab had. He had destroyed the prophets of God, him and his wicked wife Jezebel, and they had built altars and they had built temples, Amen, to worship the devil in and did everything that they could, amen, to destroy the image of the almighty God. But through all of that, friend, I want you to know that God was still reaching for the heart of Ahab. Hallelujah. I'm going to preach to you a little bit. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, Ahab of all men had a reputation amen that he felt like he just almost had to live up to and they somebody walked through the doors of this church today and when the Holy Ghost began to fall in this house and around these altars amen there was a heart cry that come out of you oh I want the Holy Ghost amen but there was something on the inside of you that was saying oh no you got a reputation that you got to live up to I'm telling you something and throw that reputation away and let God save you today. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's just us in this morning. I feel like preaching. Amen. I'm just telling you, there came a day. Everybody say there came a day. There came a day that there was a messenger came, amen, to the gates of Samaria. And there, there Ahab was thinking everything was going his way. And this messenger said, Ahab, uh, uh, O king being Hadad down from Syria, he's got 32 kings on his side. There's 32 kings and all of their armies uh, that are on, on his side. And he said about tomorrow, he's going to come down and take all the silver and he's going to take all the gold and Ahab said well what, what am I to do about it I don't have an army that can fight him I don't have anybody to help me and surely God's not going to come to my rescue I have fought God I've done everything to destroy the image of God there's no way I can even ask God for help Somebody walked through the doors of this church today and, and you're trying to make yourself believe that you went too far that you're out of the reach of a preacher and you're out of the reach of God. I'm telling you, that's a lie hatched out of the dirty pits of hell. Amen. <laughs> I'm just telling you any time in this service uh, that you get up and run to an altar of prayer, God's going to show you uh, that he is still a God of mercy, uh, that he is still a God of love, uh, that God's not throwing you away, that God's trying to reach for you, sir. Give me just a little bit, sound man. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, Ahab, as he sat there, he said, I don't have anything else to do. Amen. He sent that messenger back, and he said, just come on down and get my silver, and come on down and get my gold. I want you to know the devil will never be satisfied just taking your silver and gold. Hallelujah. Ben Hadad said, that's a little too easy. Thank you. He said, that's a little too easy. He said, messenger, go back down there. 
<laughs> I don't know if old Ahab and Jezebel had a bad day or what. But anyway, Ben Hadad said, go back down there and tell them I'm not just coming after their silver and their gold. I'm going to come down there and take their wives and their children. I'm telling you, Ahab said, come on and get them. Come on and get them. I don't know if Jezebel been on his case or what. But he said, just come on and get them. It'll be all right. Hallelujah. Amen. He was willing to give it up. Amen, but can I tell you something? He didn't feel like he had any help anywhere. And the devil's not going to be satisfied just coming in your house. Uh, he ain't going to be satisfied uh, until he has took your wife and your kids uh, or your precious husband uh, and they're in a Christless grave somewhere. You need to get up and shake yourself and say, hey, I'm not going to hell. I'm going to do something about it. Ben Hadad said, hey, that was too easy. He gave up his wives and his children and all that. He said, tell him about tomorrow. I'm going to send men down there. And everything that in, in his house is precious to his sight. Everybody say things. Sometimes we concentrate on things more than. <sighs> Hallelujah. He said, everything that is precious in his sight. He said, those things my soldiers are going to put in their hands and they're going to walk out of your house with it. And there Ahab drew a line. He said, no, wait. He said, silver and gold is one thing. These wives and kids is something, but you ain't messing with them brownings. You ain't going to take my bass boat. <laughs> you ain't going to take all these things out of my house. This is my toys. This is my things. I'm going to tell you what the Bible said. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things shall be added unto you. We're too worried about things. I'm not worried about it. Well, come on now. I said we're too worried, and we're too wrapped up, and we're too tied up about things, Brother Moore, instead of what your soul, that's on the inside of you. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you something. The devil's not going to be satisfied. Amen. He is a thief. And he is a robber. And he is a murderer. And he is the accuser of the brethren. And he's come. Amen. But to steal and to kill and destroy. But Jesus Christ said, I am come to give life and give it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to get tired of a thief being in your house. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He said, I'm drawing a line. He said, you're not coming. Ben Hadad sent the messenger back. And he said, who are you? He said, go out and pick up a handful of dust out of the streets of Samaria. And if ever a particle of dust that falls from your hand, 
He said, I got more soldiers than that. I got 32 kings riding with me. Amen. Get me verse 13 of chapter 20. Somebody get me verse 13. I'm going to tell you something. When we're hopeless, when we're in despair, I can see Ahab sitting there and maybe his heart. Amen. It's beating a hundred beats a minute. And he's looking back on his past. And he sees how bad that he has failed God. He sees what a bad man that he's been. He sees that he's done everything wicked in the sight of the Lord. And now he realized that God would be the only hope that he had. But he's sitting there and he realizes I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy to call on his name. Who am I? I destroyed the prophets of God. It would take a miracle from God. He's got 32 kings riding with him. They got men without number. And he said, I, I don't have anybody. I don't even have an army in Israel anymore. I don't have anybody. But in the 13th verse of that chapter, amen, read for me, Brother Moore. 20. And behold, there came a preacher unto who? Can I tell you something? One away Ahab was sitting in his house. Well, I wish I was a good enough preacher to draw you a picture this morning. I can see him sitting in his house. And Ahab, he's probably turning to Jezebel and he said, you know, I wish that I, I, wish that I did things a little different in life. Here we are, our backs against the wall. We don't have anybody to help us. We don't have, we're hopeless. I mean, God wouldn't move for me in a million years. God wouldn't, wouldn't help me. I've destroyed the prophets of God. I fought the church. I fought everything that was holy. Amen. I, I've lived a life of reproach and sin. And, and there's no way that God would work for me. And all of a sudden, he hears a knock. Amen. On the door. And he says, go see who that is at the door. And whenever they open that door, amen, there stands the preacher. There stands the man of God. And the first thing that runs through Ahab's mind is judgment from God has come. Amen. The first thing that runs through his mind. I'm in the lowest valley that I've ever been in. And now God's going to pronounce judgment. Amen. Because I've been so wicked. But can I tell you, when you deserve judgment, amen, God still got mercy. Amen. When you deserve judgment, amen, that's when God proves him Himself, that he is a loving God, a caring God, that Calvary was for you just like it was for everybody else. And when he knocked on that door and opened that door, 13th verse, thus saith the Lord, the preacher standing there, the man of God, the prophet, thus saith the Lord, Ahab's expecting to hear the worst. Don't you know he saw that multitude that's coming? Don't you know that he has saw that multitude that's camped around Samaria? Don't you know that he feels like his, his time is so short on the face of the earth? And now the man of God's come. And in his heart, he's saying the man of God has come. Amen. To pronounce judgment on me. And I'm sure that he answered him, yes, I saw that multitude. I'm just telling you something. When God speaks, 
What did that prophet say? Thus saith the Lord. Thus saith the Lord. Brother, his heart and his mind was racing. What a wicked man he'd been. And he said, there's no way that God can help me. There's no way that God can be on my side. And all of a sudden he hears, thus saith the Lord. All that multitude that you're looking at, I'm going to deliver them into your hand. Read for me. I'm going to tell you why. Thus saith the Lord. Hast thou seen all this great multitude? Behold, I'm going to deliver it into your hand this day. Read for me. And thou shalt know, Ahab, that I am the Lord. I'm still reaching for you, son. I hadn't give up on you, Ahab. You're the wickedest man that I've ever, I've ever let been born on the face of the earth. But I'm still reaching for you, Ahab. And when you're walking through the valley and it looks like there's no hope of a tomorrow, I'm still going to be your God, Ahab. I'm still going to prove to you, amen, that I'm on the throne. I'm still going to prove to you, amen, that all things are in the hand of God. Now Ahab's talking to the preacher. God can get you in a place where you can listen. God can get you in a place. Amen. But God's doing it for one reason. God don't bring you to the valley to run you away from the house of God. But God brings you to the valley. Amen. That God can prove to you who he is. God, don't let trouble camp around your doorsteps, amen, to drive you away from the house of God, amen, but to run you to an altar of prayer and put a man of God between you and eternity. Hallelujah. Amen. For this scripture has got to be fulfilled. Amen. How can they hear without a preacher? And how can they preach except they be sent of God? I'm just telling you something. Hell will be your home unless somewhere you submit yourself to a man of God. Unless you submit yourself to the power of God. And God really loves you like I know that he does. Amen. He'll let you go to the valley to prove that he is still God in the valley. Hallelujah. Read for me. And Ahab said, by whom? How is God going to deliver this multitude? By whom? I don't have anybody. I don't have an army. By whom is God going to deliver this multitude into my hands? I want you to listen carefully to this. Thus saith the Lord. I love it when God says it. Hallelujah. I love it when God says it. I'm just telling you, let hell cap out around the doorsteps, a wasting time. Amen. When God said there's going to be deliverance, there's going to be deliverance. Hallelujah. Amen. I said, when God says there's going to be healing, there's going to be a healing. Hallelujah. When God says there's going to be revival, I'm telling you the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. Read for me, brother. <laughs> this old preacher said, God's going to work a miracle by them young men that have never been to battle. Young men 
that have never picked up the sword, young men, princes, that have never known the taste of war, they're going to go. And he said, he said, look, Syria is without number, and there's only 232 of these young men. God can take the odds. I said, God can take the odds. I don't care what the statistics say. Amen. If God wants to heal, God's still the healer. Hallelujah. Amen. If God wants to save, I don't care how addicted the crack is. I don't care how addicted the crystal meth is. I don't care how addicted the whiskey is. I'm telling you, God can beat the odds. And he is still God in the valley. Listen carefully to this. Read. And he said, <laughs> this is Ahab now. He said, who's going who's gonna to lead them in the battle if God's going to move for me? And, and I know I've been wicked. I know there's no way God can use me. Who's going to lead them in the battle? Who's going to lead them? Ahab, you're getting your draft notice. You're fixing to go to war. Me? You mean God would trust me? God would trust me to lead them in the battle. As wicked as I have been. As, as no count as I've been. You think God could take a nothing and a nobody like, like Ahab? And trust me to lead them in the battle. I'm telling you, God specializes in the nothings and the nobodies. Amen. God will pick you up out of the trash piles of this world. And he'll set your feet on a highway of holiness. And he'll prove to you that he is still God in the valley. Hallelujah. I don't know where you think I come from. God got me out of the junk piles of this world and set us on a highway of holiness. Ahab, I still love you. Ahab, I'm still reaching for you. Ahab, bottom line, I want you to know who I am. Bottom line, I want to prove to you, Ahab, that I'm still the Lord thy God. Oh, I know you failed miserably. They some in here today, you have failed. You feel like God's through with you. I'm telling you, he's not. He's not. God's mercy knows. God's mercy's reaching this morning. Amen. God sees the tears. God sees the heartache. God sees the hurt. Amen. God sees the pain that you live with every day. Amen. I'm telling you something. It's, it's an it's a battle. It's a battlefield just for a backslider to walk through the doors of a church. He has fought hell to get there. And the devil telling him all the time, God don't want nothing to do with you. But I'm telling somebody in this house today, God's mercy. Amen. God's mercy is reaching for you. Hallelujah. God's mercy is greater than all those things. Hallelujah. Brother, get your Bible for me if you got it. Amen. Get me the book of Exodus, chapter 14, verses 13 through 15. 
Amen. I'm just telling you, Ahab, if you'll just, if you'll just obey me, the preacher's telling him, if you'll just obey what I'm telling you, God's going to show you today he's still God. And he led that charge with that group of young men that had never been in a battle. And there had been Hadad and, and 32 kings and their armies set up there, and they were drinking themselves drunk. And somebody, a watchman on the wall, said, there comes a small group out of the city of Samaria. And old Ben-Hadad said, take them alive. Whether they come for peace or whether they come for war, take them alive. And I'm telling you, when those young men got up there, amen, you say, well, I might be just a young person in the church. I'm telling you something. You got a place in, in, uh, you got a place in this house of God uh, that nobody can't take the place of. Hallelujah. You give it your best. Do you hear me? I said, you give it your best. I know what the devil's saying. You don't know where they was last week. You don't know where they was last month. I know where they're at today. I said, I know where they're at today. And God is still God in the valley. It's been mornings I've walked into that prayer room and the devil say, McCain, what are you doing here? You know you're not everything. You, you know you're not everything that you need to be for God. And I'll say, well, I'm sure not what I used to be. And I am pressing toward the mark for the prize of the high calling. And I'm going to put you under my feet. Hallelujah. I'm going to put you under my feet. And the Holy Ghost is going to hold you down. Hallelujah. Because he is still God in the valleys. Hallelujah. Exodus, you got it? 14, 13 through 15. And Moses said unto the people, Fear ye not, stand still. I'm telling somebody in this house today, not tomorrow. Today is your day of salvation. Today is your day of salvation. Somebody in this house facing an impossible situation. You have fought it. You have fought it. You have fought it. To somebody says, I'm about ready to throw in the towel. I'm telling you the Holy Ghost. Thus saith the Lord. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord. Hallelujah. He's going to prove to somebody today, amen, that he is still God in your valley. Hallelujah. Amen. He is still God when you're everything that you want to be, uh, and he is still God when you're not everything uh, that you want to be. Hallelujah. Had a man call this morning. He said, Brother McCain, uh, he said, I, I've kind of messed up on something. Uh, and he said, I want to know, is God through with me? And I said, Brother, I'm telling you, uh, God is not through with you. I said the only way you get out from under the blood is you walk out from under the blood. I said the scripture said no man can pluck you out of my hand. Hallelujah. I said life is full of derails. I've cleaned my share of ditches out in the natural and in the, in the spiritual. Hallelujah. I've crossed the line, crossed the yellow line. 
You ever, have you ever crossed the yellow line? Can I tell you, it's by the mercies of God that you got back on the right side. Somebody hear me this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's by the mercies of God. And they lead and they charge into that battle. But God's out. Read that. Read that. Read it again. Stand ye still and see the salvation of the Lord. Which he will show you today. I'm telling somebody today. Amen. That battle that you've been fighting, if you put it on this altar this morning, you better take a good look at it. He said, those Egyptians you're looking at today, he said, get a good look at them because you're not going to see them anymore. I'm fixing to prove to you who I am. I'm telling you, God's walking a walk through Bendale this morning. Amen. Get me chapter while you're there. Chapter 15. Amen. Of Exodus, verses 2 and 3. I want you to know I'm not in this battle by myself. And you're not in this battle by yourself. And you're not in this battle by yourself today. Verses 2 and 3. The Lord is my strength and song. And he is become my salvation. I'm telling you, if you don't know him this morning, through the power of the Holy Ghost, you're cheating yourself. If you hadn't repented and been baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin, hallelujah, and been filled with the Holy Ghost, with the evidence of speaking in other tongues, you're living way beneath your privilege this morning. Hallelujah. He has become my salvation. Read. He is my God. I will prepare him a habitation. My Father is God. Hallelujah. Read. He is what? He's not just a God of love. He's not just a God of peace. But Brother Marshall, when you got a fight on your hands, he becomes the man of war. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Brother, Brother Marcus, I'm just telling you, when we got a fight on our hands, amen. He is my father, and he is a man of war. Hallelujah. I'm just telling you, there ain't nothing going to come my way today that me and my daddy ain't big enough to take care of. Hallelujah. There ain't no trouble going to come my way. Amen. When I walk through the valley, he is still God. Hallelujah. And that day he proved, he proved to Ahab as those young men went up that hill and they slew the, the Syrian army and they fled before them. And there was a great victory that day. And then the old prophet of God says, Ahab, you run them off today. But he said, consider what you've done and who did it. He said, because they're coming back again. Hallelujah. He's a good devil. If you ain't got time the first time he pays you a visit, he'll be back. <laughs> but you need to hang a sign around your neck, not for sale. Hallelujah. You need to hang a sign around your neck. Amen. I ain't got time for your devil. 
Amen. I'm just telling you something. If you want victory in your house, you get up there and shout around these altars and pray like these did this morning. And when the devil comes a knocking, you'll say, I ain't got time for your devil. Amen. God's still God in the valley. Hallelujah. He said, Ahab, consider what you've done. He said, because he's coming back at the end of the year. Oh, I, I'm sure that Ahab probably thought about it, but I don't find any place that he got right with God. I don't find any place in that year that, that he built a temple unto the Lord. I don't find any place there that he tore down the house of Baal. I don't find that. But now, there's a watchman on the wall and says, Ahab, guess what? He said, what? The Syrians are coming. They're back. They're back. Man, I've been on the mountaintop for a year. I've been on the mountaintop. I really hadn't really thought about what God did for me. But now they camped around us. And he said, we were helpless, hopeless. Tell you something today, without God on your side, we would be helpless. We would be hopeless. But God's mercy is from everlasting to everlasting. Hallelujah. The mercies of the Lord are renewed each morning. That's what the scripture said. Brother McCain, I'm just telling you, if we keep a repentant heart, God gets up in the morning and he wipes that old slate clean. And the mercies of the Lord are renewed each morning. God loves you this morning, sinner man. God loves you this morning, sinner woman. God loves you more than, he hates the sin that's in your life, but he loves you more than that. He hates the sin and the reproaches that will take a man or a woman to a red hot belt in hell. But God loves you enough to go to Calvary for you. Amen. That he would give his everything that you might know that he is still God. In your darkest time, in the sickness and death and disease, troubles, he is still God. He's still God in the valleys. Years come and gone. Verse 28 of chapter 20. He hears that same old on the door. When he's in despair, when you don't have a clue where to turn to, when it looks like he's, he's just lost and undone, and he hears that knock on the door, thinking surely that God has forsook him this time. But when he opens the door, what does it say? There come a man of God, and he spoke to the king of Israel, and he said, Thus saith the Lord, Because the Syrians have said, The Lord is God of the hills, but he is not God of the valleys. Therefore will I deliver all this great multitude into thy hand. But listen why. And ye shall know that I'm the Lord. Ahab, I'm still reaching for you.
Ahab, I'm doing everything that I can to prove to you that I still love you. If you just turn to me, Ahab. If you just, just let me be God in your life. Can I tell you something this morning? Everything that's come your way, nothing's an accident with God. No accidents with God. But everything that has come your way, God's trying to reach for you and pull for you. There he said, I'm going to prove to you. I'm going to prove to you that I'm still the Lord thy God. Come to the music. I'm fixing to close. I'm going to reach for you, Ahab, even though you're in the valley, even though you didn't turn to me when I dealt with you before. My mercy is reaching to you again. My grace is sufficient if you'll just let it be. And there we find that day that as they went into battle, that that handful that pitched before the, before the Syrian army like two little flocks of kids is what it said. But they slew 100,000 Syrians that day by the hand of God. And it said that they fled to the city of Aphek And they ran and they stood and they hid by a wall. Hallelujah. And God said, that's easy enough. And God takes his hand on that wall. And he says he kills another 27,000 that stood by the wall. When the shouting and the dancing's going on and the fire's falling in the house, get away from the wall. Hallelujah. They say I'm going to die by the wall. I'm going to tell you, you need to get under the spout where it's being poured out. Let the anointing of God fill the house. Fill this vessel. And God proved that day that he was still God. Hallelujah. He was still God. Still reaching. Still, still a God of mercy. And on this Sunday morning, God is your God of mercy that's still reaching for you. Devil's tried to tell you you went too far. You're too messed up. You got too many issues in life. I'm going to tell you, if you could bring those issues to an altar of prayer this morning. Amen. I got a God that can fix it. Hallelujah. Gave Brother Moore a little testimony about how merciful that God is. About, about a month ago, four weeks ago, a man in Gulfport, a man out of Brother Seymour's church who is a tremendous witness for God, he heard that a, a man was dying of cancer, had three days to live, three days. How would you like it if God gave you that kind of sentence or the world gave you that kind of sentence? Three days, three days. Bruce Wooten goes and knocks on this man's door. And he comes in and introduces himself to the family. And he said, uh, I heard that Mr. Ricky only had a few days to live. And they said, yeah, that's right. He said, well, I was just wondering if I could go in there and pray for him. He went in there and began to pray for him and talk to him. And, and he asked him, said, are, are you a Christian? Are you saved? And he told him no. He began to cry. 
And Bruce asked him, said, would you mind if I gave you a Bible study? And he said, no, I'd, I'd love for you to. Bruce brought a Bible in and began to talk to him about Jesus' name, baptism, about the infilling of the Holy Ghost. This man began to cry, and he said, you don't need to go any further. He said, I believe everything you're telling me. He said, I was raised in a Pentecostal church. He said, I never got baptized in Jesus' name, and I never received the Holy Ghost. And he said, my life has been so wretched and miserable. And he said, I've done everything against God and everything against the church. And he said, there's no way that God would save me. Bruce told him, he said, all you have to do is repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sin and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost for the promise is unto you. This man begins to cry and he says, do you think that God would show mercy to a man like me? And Bruce said, yes, he will. And Bruce goes and he buys a cattle trough and brings it to that man's house. And he goes and tells Brother Seymour, he said, I got a cattle trough over there and I got it full of water. And he said, I, I want us to go over there and baptize that man. Brother Seymour calls and said, Brother McCain, he said, what do you, what do you think about? It? I said, Brother Seymour, I said, baptism is on us. I said, God is great and almighty as God is. God can't baptize a man in Jesus' name. I said, it takes a preacher. It takes a man of God. And I said, the greatest preacher in the world can't baptize him with the Holy Ghost. That's God's part. I said, but if we do our part, God will do his part. I said, because he's a God of mercy. He said, what do you think about repentance? I said, if a man means it from his heart, all he's got to say is, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And mean it from your heart. They go over there and they baptize that man in Jesus' name. Saturday's supposed to be his last day on the face of the earth. We preached down there Sunday morning. Bruce said that Mr. Ricky's still living. After Sunday school, I told Brother Seymour, I said, I feel led to go by there and pray for that man. I said, let's go over there and pray for him. I just felt that unction from God. It ain't me. It's, it was just God. And I said, let's go. We went over there, and hospice was there. And when we come in, they actually showed no respect. And most of the time, they are very respectable. But the lady said, Mr. Seymour, Mr. McCain, y'all don't need to go in there and disturb that man. He's only got just minutes, maybe an hour to most to live. And I just turned to his family, his brothers and sister. And I told him, I said, well, I really felt led to come pray for him. I said, we're not here to disturb him, but I said, I sure felt led to pray for him. And that woman said, well, y'all are just going to upset him for no reason. And one of the brothers said, well, if he ain't got but an hour to live, I don't see what them praying for him is going to hurt. I said, thank you. And we just went on in that room. We get in there, and he's laying on a bed, and he's dressed, shirt, and pants. And we 
pray for him and big old tears start coming out of his eyes. I'm talking about just pouring down his face. He reaches in his pocket, tries to get some money out of his pocket, tries to give it to Brother Seymour for coming and praying for him. Brother Seymour said, oh, no, no. He said, that ain't what it's about, Ricky. He said, that ain't what it's about. I told Brother Seymour, I said, you show me a man's treasure and I'll show you where his heart is. I said, he's not far from the kingdom of God. Hallelujah. And I told him, I said, Ricky, we're going to pray for you again. And I said, if God touches you, I said, if God gives you an opportunity, I said, will you seek the face of God? He began to cry, Brother Marshall. He said, I promise you I will. If God would help me, I promise you that I'll, I'll do my best to seek the face of God. We prayed for him, and we started out of that room, and that woman said, I hope y'all are satisfied. Y'all disturbing a man the last few minutes he's got on earth. And I looked at her, and I told her, I said, ma'am, he ain't going to die today. She said, he's going to die in minutes. I said, he ain't going to die today. I said, he might die, but he ain't dying today. I said, if he dies today, I'll close my Bible and never preach again. And we walked out of the house. I turned to his brothers and his sister. I said, y'all need to be in church tonight. Come stand in his place. And they'd come. And I knew God was fixing to give a miracle. Monday morning, Bruce Swooten texted me. And he said, Brother McCain, God's alive, and Mr. Ricky is too. Tuesday morning. Tuesday morning, Brother Seymour calls and said they had to go over there and help. He had fell out of bed, and he told them he was fixing to get up and get him something to eat. They tried to put him into bed, and he said, I'm going to set up a while. I'm going to set up and get me something to eat. Wednesday evening, he called. This is the man they gave minutes to live. Wednesday evening, he called and told Brother Seymour, he said, I'm dressed for church if somebody will come get me. Wednesday night, God filled him, gloriously filled him with the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God is a God of mercy. God is a God of mercy. He's a God of mercy. Two weeks later, he dies. But he dies full of the baptism of the Holy Ghost. God's mercy is reaching for you this morning. As the church stands in the book of Micah, the seventh chapter, it says, Who is a God like unto thee? that pardoneth iniquity, that passeth by the transgression of the remnant of his heritage, who retaineth not his anger forever, but delighteth in mercy. Hallelujah. I know it's a Sunday morning, but God's reaching for you this morning. God's reaching for you this morning. In your darkest trial, lowest valley, 
in the heat of the battle, trouble comes knocking. Trouble marriages, trouble in the home, trouble on a job, trouble spiritually, it does not matter. I'm telling you, God's trying to show you this morning he's still God in the valley. These altars are open today. Somebody here today, they several, but they somebody here today. You walk through and you thought in your heart and your mind this morning, even when you drove up on the churchyard, I'd love to be as free as they are. I'd love to have what they have. I'd love for God to be on the inside of me like it is them. Can I tell you, you don't have to leave this morning any other way than full of the Holy Ghost. You don't have to leave this morning, amen, the way that you came. He's still God. He's still God in your valley. These altars are open today. God's reaching for you. Would you come? Would you come? Come on. Come on. God's reaching. God's speaking to hearts. Young lady, you need to come this morning. Ma'am, you need to come. Come on. God's reaching for y'all today. Would you please come? I'm asking you today. Don't put it off. God's reaching for you. God loves you enough to take a whole service up for you today. That You know too much to walk out of here lost and undone. You know too much. Amen. To not let God deal with your heart this morning. Would you please come? Would you please come in Jesus' name? Come on. Come on. Come on. Be the best thing you ever did for yourself. Pray, church. Pray as they sing. Need to pray in church this morning. You don't have to walk out of here without God on your side today. Hallelujah. He's still your God in the valley. Hallelujah. Somebody needs to turn some things over to God this morning. Hallelujah. God's able to fix for you.
And the more 
It's overwhelming. 